the opinions expressed in this podcast are meant to be comical and may be controversial in nature. We at Bracket Bastards fully admit that not all of these facts will be correct, but we do attempt to be as accurate as possible. By using this podcast, be aware that this will be used for entertainment purposes only. Bracket Bastards aim to provide a loving parody to all the movies, music, and other media that we love and enjoy. Much love and respect to all the wonderful humans that pour their blood, sweat, and tears into the making of this pop culture we get to discuss. As well, please note that although we are all bastards, what one bastard says may not be true for the rest. Some of us live the gimmick a bit too well. And as always, thank you for listening. Welcome, fellow bastards, to Bastard Backstage. I am your head bastard, Freddie Fisher, and this is the place where we get to know some about a little bit about our favorite bastard. Today's bastard is, of course, Hollis. How are you doing today, there, love? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. This is pretty easy. We have about 25 or so questions here. Questions here to help not only our fans but your fans get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready for the bastard gauntlet of questions? Let's do this. All right. Question number one is always an icebreaker. I love icebreakers. Uh, they have a tendency to just kind of knock you back a couple pegs majority of the time. So I'm going to ask you about this one. How many square feet of pizza do you think you eat in a year? Ooh, okay. That's a good one. I have celiac disease, so not as much as your average human. But still probably a solid, like... 10 at least 10 15 <laughs> 10, 15 square feet i do know because my my sister-in-law has a, she had like lyme disease type thing which is which is what that was based off of uh and i do know off of her that they have like these um cauliflower type pizzas and stuff like that I, i've never had one they're pretty good but yeah uh, that's what i've heard i've, I've never braced myself to actually have one do you have a favorite topping though or a place to go Oh, uh, so as far as a favorite topping, I really love, um, I love pepperoni. It's the go-to. I love a good bacon. Um, but as far as like something else, maybe banana peppers. Banana peppers is my like secret shame. <laughs> I like should never be a, you should never be afraid of, uh, shamed of anything banana. Bananas is like the ultimate flavor. Banana, ironically enough, bananas peppers don't taste anything like banana, which kind of bothers me. Oh yeah. Like, I kind of figure like a spicy banana would be nice, but no. Get the bioengineers on it right now! I swear. Like, I know. Could you imagine how much money you'd, you'd make off of a uh, like mix mixing bananas with Cheetos? Oh my type god. Thing? Whoa. Yeah. Revolution. I mean. I don't know what it tastes like, but like, I kind of want to know off that one. My favorite time to eat pizza was back in the 90s. They had the entire entire book it program and stuff like that. I used to um, play like the uh, uh, crap, the Nintendo 64 and stuff like that. Have a buttload of pizza, have a buttload of Mountain Dew and stuff like that. Back in the day when parents didn't really give a damn about their kids eating healthy anymore. Why right. I'm a fat kid. It happens. <laughs> but that was the 90s. And it goes into our next question. What is your favorite 90s jam? Ooh, uh, okay. Okay, let me think, let me think, hold on. Hmm. Let's say, especially talking to somebody who is involved with music, it's <laughs> kind of an, it's kind of an intimidating question because it, it, it brings is. you back to kind of what you, what you came from and go into what your music is going to now. I think if, if you're talking about the song that makes me sing at the top of my lungs in the car, it would have to be I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've ever heard that. I'm not a huge Whitney Houston fan, but I don't think I've ever heard that song. I'm used to her her classics and her hits and stuff like that, stuff that she's more more known for. But okay, like, listen to it, but you have to listen to it are alone. Like, <laughs> is this one of those songs that's gonna make me cry? Like, am I just gonna be be driving down the highway and have to turn turn off to the left just to have a good tear? 
Hey, if you if you cannot enjoy a little melancholy, like melancholy glamorous eighties, nineties, like you, you don't you don't need to be hanging out with me. <laughs> Well, and see, with that though, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm afraid to cry. I was listening to, I was listening to. I was, I just got done watching Blue Beetle. Um, okay. The DC. I'm not a huge DC fan, but it, it was on um, Max, and I couldn't find anything else to watch, so I kind of figured I'd watch that one. I've heard great it, things. A little bit. It's a tearjerker. It is. It's it's an absolute tearjerker. Like there's, it, it made me go red eye a little bit. I kind of kind of afraid I was going to get pink eye for a bit, but. But that is that was back that was back in the 90s what are you rocking out to now so i guess i have a favorite old song a favorite uh modern song uh, my favorite old song is probably um house is not a home by luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like as far as modern songs go good days by SZA. There you go. Sometimes you can't, sometimes you can't go wrong. Skipping on to the next question, we're going to talk. We're going to go. We're going to go uh, color theory a little color. bit. Color theory. This, believe it or not, is a Google job interview question. Okay. How do you describe the color yellow to a blind man? Woo-hoo. Well. People who uh, have the ability to do this thing called seeing um, have different categories of what they see, and they split them up into into slices of of vision, and those slices of vision are called colors. And the color yellow uh, can only be described in um, more abstract terms, so. It's a lot at the t- lighter end of the spectrum. Um, they're lighter and darker. I mean, I don't know. It depends on this person's history to a blind man. I don't know. There's a lot to think into that. I'd have to write a, like a research essay to really get into that. <laughs> That's me. I, I have a, I have a brain that'll like dive into every single character of a story I try to create. So uh, I'd need to know this person has never seen. Has he has he already has he seen before? Does he know what color is? Well, if the person doesn't understand the concept of vision, so like, like maybe an alien that doesn't have eyes, I'd have to explain that there's slices of of uh, of our vision. Vision is a sense that we have, just like uh, I'd have to compare it to a sense that they have, like um, touch or smell. But we have different slices of things just like something might smell good or stinky something might look pretty or look ugly a lot of people think the color yellow looks very pretty because it's bright kind it's the same color as our sun and we compare it to it that way uh and it makes a lot of people feel happy i personally feel angry when i see it because it's a very striking color to that sense it's uh it's sort of like a, a a strong smell is offensive to the nose it's a strong color uh is offensive to the eyes <laughs> there you go we're gonna stick in the crayon box for a little bit on, on okay. this one and ask you this you are a new crayon in a new box what color are you and why i am the scarlet crayon because it colors so smoothly. Something about the formula that they created on it colors so smoothly. It goes straight on the paper. It's a little, a little harsh. I feel like I'm a little harsh too sometimes. Uh, I feel like I get the job done, just like the that scarlet crayon. If you're trying to cover up a whole piece of paper or a whole area, and you don't want any like any like gaps or white spots or anything on the paper, you use the scarlet crayon. It gets the job done for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so much. You are a newbie to the entire Bastard family so far. We just got you on the uh, Tim Curry episode, and you did a you did a wonderful job. I hope you had a wonderful time. You are always welcome back. Uh, you have a straight line to contact me, as you can tell. And that was kind of a it was a really fun, cool, and extremely funny time. But with the exception of that, what is the funniest thing? to happen to you recently that you can legally talk about? 
Ooh, uh, ooh, okay. Um, I don't know, I've been kind of boring lately, but in like the, a fun kind of way. Like I, we got a tortoise, like I have a tortoise and a bunch of plants and a bunch of stuff I do around the house. So like, for when I think funny, I think of weird things the animals have done. I think that the funniest thing that I've experienced lately is that I set up a new a new tank for uh, for my tortoise, and then I invited a whole bunch of people over to do some plant stuff. It was pretty fun. Um, Andy actually did a lot of the plant stuff, but um, while we were here, he decided it would be fun to start just like running and jumping off of one of the ledges in his tank, and he was <laughs> like doing flips for everybody. I think everybody got a kick out of that one. <laughs> Such a showboat. Such a ham. Here's that. Speaking of our wonderful friend, Andy, by the way, polling family and friends, what would they say you are most known for? Not being able to get to the point. <laughs> Which is a great thing to say during an interview. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's not my strong point, but I'm excited to be here anyway. <laughs> Again, I'm excited to have you. What is one question that you will never answer in public? We're not looking for the answer to that question. We're just looking for the question itself. I'm a pretty open person. Uh, I know that most people probably say that. I would never, for any amount of money ever, answer a question regarding someone else's secret. It's a good response. I always tell people that I'm not going to give out my social security number. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you can't do any worse than what it's doing now. So add that. <laughs> you know that guy that um, he uh, he created LifeLock or that social security number, a company that yeah. like is, is supposed to secure all your information online. Uh -huh. He's he's had his his identification stolen like sixty some times throughout his life. <laughs> That's funny. It's like, well, I mean, I can't go can't go down from here. <laughs> well, I kind of figured too because he what he did is that he put his his own social social security number <clears throat> on a billboard, yeah. challenging people to do this. I'm sitting there going, it's like, why put your own information out there? Like, call the social security office, find a person that is like there's there's no number attached to and tell them it's like hey this is what i'm wanting to do if anybody ever uses this one they're using it for fraudulent purposes type thing <laughs> gotcha so an automatic thing is like hey let's try to set up an account with this guy's social security number you're gonna know that it's like hey the cops are gonna come up to your door because it's an automatic flag yeah just a dumbass thing. I, I don't know. I, I personally think he deserved to get his, his identity stolen at that point doing something that stupid. <laughs> anyway, a penguin waddles through your doorway wearing a sombrero. What does he say to you and why is he there? He would probably say, and he would probably be there because one of my friends was playing a prank on me and wanted to do the most random thing they could think of doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it would also probably be uh, missing from the local zoo. <laughs> you didn't see anything. Okay. I watched that uh, Madagascar show for way too long. I, I still watch that. I talk about I got, I got kids though, so like I, I tried to bring them into stuff that I, I absolutely loved as a kid. and oh, uh, I just got... Well, and now, like, the kids are coming out with shows that I absolutely love. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Bluey, as you can tell by, by my background. Uh, uh, Paw Patrol is actually better than I think people give it credit for. They, they just came out with a, a new movie of, uh, like, Super Pups or, or whatever it is. I can't remember what it was, but it's not bad. There's a lot of adult humor in it, too, that is going to fly completely over kids' heads. But you get it, and it's like, dead. That's hilarious. It really is. It's a funny movie. That's good. Um, um, uh, Andy has a four-year-old, and she's been really into um, arts and crafts lately, which is a break from the phone thing. Because uh, you know, at that age, they want they want to play on the phone nonstop. It's oh. like 
four, you your brain needs to breathe. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, my kid's getting a tablet for Christmas this year, and I told my wife, I'm like, I'm not a fan of that, to be perfectly honest. I mean, he, he does well with the entire, there's like a, a magnet block type thing that he has that he absolutely loves loves doing and playing with. And he, has, he hasn't really shown interest to me with playing on, on the phone. The only time we, we let him do it is that when we're sitting waiting for something out, like the public, so he can't go out and run somewhere and have fun. So so there's a Monopoly game on my phone. I just put it on like one one spin at a time so he can just kind of go through the 80 spins that I have sitting there. That sounds and cool. It, it's just a time suck for him, but he loves watching the screen go and everything else. So, How old is he? all right, he's he'll be f- five in May. Excellent, about the same. So, age. yeah, a lot of people do the entire uh, two truths and a lie. I don't really like it. I personally think it's been done way too often, and people already have their their stuff already picked out. So, I'm gonna flip it on its ear a little bit. How about two lies and a truth? Two things about you that could be plausible but aren't and one thing that is true about you that people probably wouldn't expect but don't tell us which one is the truth and what the what two are lies hmm i'm an excellent reader i uh, really like soft cushy couches i painted a greyhound for foundation Nice. Actually, kind of sounds like fun. If you could pick any character from any kind of medium, books, TVs, movies, so on and so forth, who would you want to be and why? Steven Universe. Uh, it's a really cool show. It's um, kind of boring to explain, but it's about a kid uh has like an alien mom and an Earth dad and I don't know. It, it goes through a lot. It's supposed to be a kid's show, but the show grows up as he grows up, kind of like the Harry Potter books did. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, as the show grows up, he, like, goes through a lot of, like, really terrible stuff, and he actually gets to, like, learn to heal from the trauma. It's really cool. I definitely love the show, and and I don't know. I feel like there's a... To have that much of a joy to, to pain ratio and let be kind of cool. <laughs> with the lottery currently up to like 400 million right now i play that's the only reason i i actually know that's true how would you spend one million dollars on yourself on myself so on yourself uh, i think i'd probably start by just finishing the album real quick uh that'd be cool i could do that pretty quickly and and I could, I could pay for all that, and then I could, you know, buy a buy a plot of land somewhere and plan to do something with it, and spend the rest on like a like a nationwide tour. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> there you go. I actually I actually sent Andy a song this morning that I've been working on the past couple of days. The entire um, I, I I was listening listening to the song "Hey There, Delilah." Yeah. Uh, okay, but I, there's there's never like that's where the song that where the song ends is where where that particular song ends. There's no extra story to it. So I was sitting there thinking, it's like, what happened to this couple after he went off and did his his thing? Did he ever come back to get her and stuff like that? So uh, I wrote a song from her her new partner's point of view. I made sure not to put any gender specific stuff in there. That way, it could go go either way yeah so um i didn't tell her this in the message i probably should but if if she likes it and you guys want to use it uh as like a cover song type thing feel free that'd be cool it 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 was just it was something that was in my head it was bothering me and since i have the creative outlet with the podcast sometimes you need to um just do something completely out of the norm to get to get out of the norm and this oh, yeah. is out of the norm for me feel free to change it too like you don't have to use those exact lyrics it's just kind of something that i had in my head so but there's that that's amazing um yeah 
My out of the norm are these little scribble drawings that are up behind me. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'm just uh. I get it. You have to. You have to step out of the out of the comfort zone sometimes just to avoid burnout. That too, and uh, the entire creative process. You can't if you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, on Bastards, we have shows dedicated to a gauntlet of different things, mm-hmm. and having the ability to go out and just kind of do a parody—not really a parody—is it's a a cover of something. Mm-hmm. Going out and writing a writing a, a cover song or the uh, a, a cover to the words of the songs already existing kind of gives you a better appreciation to the cover songs that are there and might make you think a l- little bit differently when you're doing a cover song bracket in the future. So, which we don't have anything in the plan for that yet, but um, yeah. <laughs> as as you know, we have our our show set all the way out till next December already as far as scheduling goes so um it's not on the docket quite yet but you never know so there's that uh, speaking of <laughs> bands and teenagers stuff like that who was your celebrity crush as a teenager oh that's complicated uh, so i was like confused back then i mean obviously look at me uh but <laughs> <laughs> um no judgment here, dude. Trust me. Like I got. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think for a long time it was it was LL Cool J for like a long time as a kid, um, and then as I got a little older, it was Uma Sermon, and then it ended up being um, like. Mary Kate Nashley for a while. I don't know. It, it, it shifted. It was weird. Turns out, like, <laughs> turns out, like, I was just trying to figure something out back then. But now it's Sarah Paulson. I know you didn't ask that, but totally Sarah Paulson. <laughs> like I said, these conversations have a tendency to go in wild, wild directions every once in a while. And so there's a, as long as it's not Sarah Palin. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, as far as politicians go, she's one of the one of the better looking ones. But we can't. She's too busy keeping an eye over the pond, looking at Russia. Yeah, apparently she can see it from her house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) I think I think we were joking about that on like the TV pets bracket. a while ago that's the reason it's still in my head but all right if you could join a fictional family who would it be uh the family on bob's burgers (laughs) (laughs) that mom is fantastic always singing (laughs) the whole family is wonderful like they're the only semi-functional family on like any of the adult cartoons i love it again watch bluey Completely uh, functional. Completely functional. The dad is actually portrayed as a as a decent person and not completely stupid. That's wonderful. Which, which as a dad, I appreciate that because uh, there's very few shows that you can think of that there that the the household is completely intact. Mm-hmm. Like there's no no real problem going in the household. Uh, the dad is not not a complete doofus who who doesn't hate his job. Uh, right. Who's just just trying to survive through life so but i don't know that's me i always tell people i would love to to join the taylors the Taylors from home yeah from home improvement oh really yeah i mean i and not not even to be part of the family i just want to live next door to wilson <laughs> okay yeah that's a good idea like <laughs> that's me advice from over the fence yeah that's like one that's one of those life perks that you just wouldn't get because I guarantee you those kids aren't really getting a lot of good advice from their dad unless the in, unless Tim asked Wilson first and it's just kind of it's been filtered through through Tim as like a Timism mm-hmm. type thing yeah and they're and then they still have to go ask Tim or go ask Wilson what the hell Tim was talking about <laughs> so 
like just, having having Wilson as a neighbor. I, I I think Wilson is probably one of the, with the exception of Mr. Feeney, I think Wilson is probably the best neighbor on any TV show. Period. Mr. Uh, Feeney is pr- pretty good too, but he gets kind of pissed off a lot. A, so not the best neighbor. <laughs> oh, there's that. Uh, you just said you, you were just talking about um, finishing the album, mm-hmm. which is a great, great goal to have. But we're going to talk about some other goals that you have. I don't think people should stay stagnant in life. I think people should have uh, the, not accomplish their their one year, five years or 10 year goals like tomorrow, but at least continually to, to take a step forward. Uh, not comparing yourself to others but comparing to comparing yourself to the person that you were yesterday that would be the basis on this so my goal to you my goal to you my question to you is what is what are your one year your five year and your 10 year goals what do you want to accomplish well uh in one year, I definitely want to have, uh, I don't know, finished finished my home how I want it to, to be and look. Um, you know, and I want to be able to, uh, yeah, I just, I just want to have finished my home. I want to have um, finished our EP, um, which, of course, is pretty much going to be happening in the beginning of the year but uh yeah and and i just i just want to be in a in a settled place by the holidays next year to be able to to have um a successful year to brag about <laughs> and uh i guess five years would be i don't know i just want to grow into um who i am as a person better you know because I'm just now starting to get this whole happy thing down. So five years from now, like who knows how, how good I'll be at being happy. Let's, I just want to see where it, where it takes me. And, and I'm bad at future plans a lot because uh, like future, future plans a lot. My brain doesn't really function that way, but I definitely know that I want to go in a direction where I learn to have more empathy and, and kindness and, and, uh, Always follow the dopamine. <laughs> Do more of what makes you happy. Yeah. I have a shirt that says that. Uh, I try to keep myself at a healthier weight just so I can keep the shirt. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. <laughs> it's the only reason. I don't care about staying healthy. I just want to keep the shirt. <laughs> so one of these well, one of these days, I'm just going to like, all right, screw it. And just go out and buy myself a bigger shirt of that. I and then that. get my kid kid the shirt but by that point he's gonna be too big to wear the shirt anyway or too too cool to wear it so yeah. there's that one i i grew out of a shirt a month ago it kind of made me mad it says um uh we are all human on it uh with the entire uh i, I wouldn't call it a pride flag but but the entire rainbow ish colors and stuff like that and goes 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 across that entire spectrum and and I've worn that shirt to like different wrestling events. I've worn it. <laughs> I, I I've worn it to places that I probably shouldn't have. Like uh, I, I've been to some pretty uberly bad religious churches. There's a lot of good churches out there. I'm, I'm not saying anything against against the faith, but there are some terrible churches out there that completely disconstruct the the way that it it really should be and wearing that shirt i got so many looks and i didn't realize about a week after that that i'm sitting there going it's like i probably would have got my ass kicked if i would have said something about it granted so would they but it it it, it would have been the story yeah up in those type churches honestly i don't go to church anymore i'm a i am i'm an atheist to just the ninth degree right now so there's that um those are your goals
Welcome everyone to Bracket Bastards, your podcast where up to seven panelists take a tournament of various topics and banter it down to a winner. Fun, favorites, and some other F-words come up, so please, listener discretion advised. Bracket Bastards drops every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., wherever you get your podcast fix. We're going to switch to goals to words. I love words. Words are uh, the basis of, of what we do, what we do, what, what I do as a podcaster and what you do um, in a band and make music and everything else. So out of the 365,000 words that we have in the English language, rough, rough estimate, I actually don't know how many words we have. We're going to talk about three of them. What is, out of all of that, what is your favorite word? It used to be shenanigans. Uh, I'm gonna pistol whip the next motherfucker that says shenanigans. <laughs> Sorry, um, Super Troopers. You ever seen that? No, I haven't. Oh my god, uh, there's a there's a scene in there, there's a scene in this movie where um, the there's there's two police officers talking the entire thing. It's it's a it's a broken lizard comedy. Uh, same people that made movies like Beer Fest and Club Dread and stuff like that. But they, they're they sitting there talking and they keep saying the the word shenanigans because they just got uh, got in trouble. So what they're, they're saying is that they, they can't do any more shenanigans and they keep using the word shenanigans so their boss is sitting there. And it's like, it's like I'm going to pistol whip the next motherfucker that's, that, that says shenanigans. Stupid cop walks by and and the two smart ones are that are originally there. It's like, like, hey, Farva, what's that one place that you that you like to go to that has all the all the weird shit on the walls and blah blah blah? It's like, oh, you mean shenanigans? Just points at him and goes, oh, type thing. Yeah, it's an entire story. So, I'm surprised you've never seen that movie. It's it's a good, it's a it's a funny fucking movie. One of my favorite ones of of that particular group. So, best mustache in the world. I'll have to watch. it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, shenanigans, as, as as you were saying, and I rudely interrupted. And I apologize for. Yeah, it, just, it used to be my favorite word. I think that now uh, it would have to be paradiddle. <laughs> is, is there a meaning to paradiddle? Um, so paradiddle is like it's like a just a, a rhythm technique for drumming. And oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a paradiddle, paradiddle. And like, it, it's it's something that I learned back in percussion and band. And like, I was just flipping through this, like all of my favorite words. That's probably of all time, paradiddle. <laughs> there you go. That's your favorite word. How about your least favorite word? Michael Bublé. What? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Technically, a word. I don't know if that's a word or a name, considering, <laughs> but. Okay, a word, a word, a word. Okay. Um, aside from like all of the like super offensive, awful words that I could say that are my least favorite, my least favorite non terrible word, uh, cleavage. <laughs> there a reason behind that? I feel like it sounds like it sounds like somebody's vomiting. Like, oh, I gotta go cleavage, you know? Like, it just it doesn't. <laughs> I will never. I I, sh- I shouldn't have asked that. I I I regret. I regret my life decisions. I <laughs> now every time I, I see a woman with, um, or man actually with uh, decent cleavage, I will I I, I will want to hurl and. Um, you know, like it's such a weird word to describe such a beautiful thing. It really is. I mean, it, it's it's a beautiful thing. I don't the weird word. Uh, we were having a conversation about it was a sexual disease, and we were having a conversation about like you know that would be a beautiful name if it wasn't what it is. Chlamydia. And yeah, yeah. Thank you, chlamydia. There's a guy at work talking about that, and I'm like, you know what? Chlamydia is actually a beautiful name for a disgusting freaking thing what it is. Yep. 
damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't name a kid chlamydia now because it's just start. I, I I want somebody to name a flower that, and maybe in a hundred years, people will name their kid after a flower, and the name will come back. But you can't do that right now, and it's just I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, that's your favorite word, least favorite word, and the favorite one of all. What's your favorite swear word? Can I, can I use a compound word? I, I, I will agree to that. <laughs> Cunt nugget. <laughs> Art. Is that one going to be bleeped out of the final cut? <laughs> no, no. We, we, this, this show, we, we, don't, we don't bleep anything in this show. Um, this is one of those shows that come with a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. So if you're offended in anything in this show, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> That's you were warned excessively. It comes at the beginning of every show. It's also at the end of every show saying that that some bastards are just bigger bastards than other bastards. So if you're offended, sorry, just don't listen anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I do love the word cunt, though. Like, uh, and, and it has nothing to do with like uh, where I come from or anything else. I love the word cunt because it's it's the it's one of the few words for that particular part of a woman's anatomy. Um, or sorry, a person's anatomy that has nothing to do with guys. Okay. With, yeah. With males uh, of, of any kind, because even the even the the technical term uh, vagina is um, like Latin or something like that for the word for the word sheath, mm. like you're unsheathing unsh- a sword. So you're putting, you're inserting inserting something inside of it. <laughs> so yeah. out of all the words out there, I I do love the word con, especially and I know I I know a lot of I know a lot of Irish and a lot of Scots and I know. Uh, other people uh, on that type of thing where cunt is used a lot. Love it. Uh, I also know a lot of Australians that use the word cunt a lot, and it's shocking when you first talk, start talking to them, especially at, at somebody over here, and it's, it's just a, a bloody cunt type thing. It's like, all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I started laughing about it one one day talking to him because he said it like ten times in a row, like within like a within a paragraph. He just said it like. Like fucking ten times, wow. and I'm sitting there going, "I was like, dude, like, <laughs> I couldn't find the words to it." And he's like, "What?" I'm like, okay, I love that word. I do. I always love that word, but it just doesn't happen over here that often. So that's the reason why you got me flustered. Anyway, those are your three favorite. Those the three words that you've chosen. Who or what inspires you in life? I have a lot of inspirations, but my biggest inspiration of all time is probably Dolly Parton. Business-wise, uh, musically, how fabulous she is. <laughs> Every, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, with the philanthropy and uh, I don't know, just she she personally gave like thousands of dollars to every single victim. Like it's insane. Yep. Like of the fires and and. Gatlinburg or it's We were talking about that on on the Hollywood Nice bracket that we did yeah. for our 100th episode. <laughs> yeah. And Dolly Parton won that one, won that side of it. Uh, I think Adam Sandler was on the opposite side of it and won that side. Um, if I remember right, I believe believe Andy was on the first episode where Dolly Parton won and she and she was kind of headstrong in that entire way and then the only person to vote for Dolly Parton in the finals was me so it was a six to one for Sandler or no what wasn't Sandler sorry it was Jim Carrey my bad um Jim Carrey won won the entire thing off that one and don't get me wrong jim jim carrey's great like he is so i don't disagree with him winning but to have a sweep in the finals against dolly parton who i personally think out of all the stuff she's done is actually the nicer person of the two 
Oh yeah. But then again, if if Jim Carrey, like I I don't th- I I think most people would have a problem choosing be- between the two of them. Oh yeah. So. so that's ready, really, really, like right there. No, there's that. That's who inspires you in life. What shuts you down? It's one of those things, as the words of uh, Peter Griffin says. <laughs> what grinds your gears? Mm, somebody telling me to do something I'm already doing. <laughs> like if I'm if I'm like cleaning up a mess, and you're like, "Yeah, you should really clean up that mess," I'll be like, "Did, did, did you do did, did, uh?" <laughs> <laughs> Can you not see what the fuck I'm doing right now? Oh yeah, that like I would throw things down. I would throw everything down and walk out of the room. It's like I guess I'm not doing it today. <laughs> it's like I'm not on my knees for your entertainment here, dude. Like, right? the, <laughs> what it is? Not making music is what, which is what you're doing now. Not your full time job. I'm, I'm I'm aware of that, but knowing that you won't be able to, knowing that you're not going to fail at it. What would your dream job be? Ooh, uh, astrophysic, astrophysicist, like, uh, like a research astrophysicist. I'd really enjoy that. Maybe even into cosmology. So high you're out of this world? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no, I think it'd be cool to, like, actually get to study the... The way that the universe was created. It sounds, I'm really into that anyway. So uh, I think it'd be a very awesome dream job to have. There you go. On the flip side of that, what would be one job that under most circumstances you would never do? Dishwasher at a restaurant. I've I'm, done that. It's actually not that bad. Oh, I can't. Okay, this. Mm, I have a thing with like water that's been standing in something or old food particles. No, I can't. So like, I'm so I'm so anal retentive retentive about my sink at home. Like you can ask Andy. Like any time that somebody puts something in the sink without rinsing it off till it looks clean, it's like no, go back and rinse that off. <laughs> like I'm not washing the dishes unless you do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I've been in restaurants where they have just like piles and piles of like sauce covered dishes everywhere. I oh I would I would pass out. I, nope, nope. I <laughs> walk right out of the business and throw my apron in the air. I couldn't. <laughs> and I there you go. Ups to anyone who could. <laughs> All right. If heaven does exist, what do you want to say to God? Or what do you want God to say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? I don't think I'd want to be in the presence of, of, okay, if it's the Christian God, right? I don't think I'd want to be in the Mm. presence of one so cruel as to have so many guidelines to get to heaven. Also, like, I I don't know. I feel like there's a whole lot of, like, I've read the Bible five times because I find it to be a very, very fun and, and gory mythology piece like it's it's especially the old testament yeah like Mm -hmm. slay some villages like like oh they're allowed to do that in the bible like oh my god no it's terrible um and and i think that if if that's the heaven that's up there i don't want to be there that's scary stuff Uh, (laughs) so like i probably would be like why and that's it I, I, I wouldn't even wait for an answer I, I, I don't think I have a better answer than that <laughs> I'd be going, it's like I'm pretty sure I don't belong here yeah <laughs> it's like I was expecting this to be warmer I <laughs> like I brought lotion for a reason damn it right <laughs> alright what assuming that you are dead at this point what do you want written on your tombstone? Or I know a lot of people don't like tombstones for a various of reasons. Or what do you want your last words to be? Again, both. So um, uh, I think I'd want my last words to be... Uh... 
I love you to somebody that I care about. That sounds like a cool thing. Because, you know, what matters is like that last moment, the imprint you leave on the other people. But as far as like a tombstone, uh, <laughs> part of me wants to go with like, um, like a large cheeseburger extra uh, extra side of fries but like other part of me wants to be like you know they actually they tried the best they could i feel like that's that's the best stamp you could put on your life is you tried the best you could i believe everybody should have a um what i call a soapbox moment in life and not only one but i think people should have have multiple throughout their life if they have the ability to actually think about what they're going to say. I'm going to give you half of that option. I'm going to give you your soapbox moment, but not giving the ability to actually plan it out. If you had the ears of everybody at one point, what would you want the world at large to get from you? Why do we like Michael Bublé so much? He literally has no soul. Like, like he sold his soul to someone, to somebody's Aunt Tina, for like the ability to woo every all the other aunts. Like it, it's it, okay. Like okay, he's a great singer. All the notes are good. Um, but like, as someone who really, really loves crooning. I love crooners. I love like uh, Bing Crosby and like um, uh, Judy Garland and like I don't know the the ones that that made the old the old crooning songs that would break your heart and that's kind of what he's going for. Like even modern crooners, Harry Connick Jr. songs that'll break your heart. And then you have Michael Bublé. Gets up there, sings a song that's supposed to be like sad and remorseful, and he gets up there and sings it with like like a boppy smile on his face, like he's performing on a cruise ship. It's like you're a multi-million dollar artist, man. Like, where's your soul? Where to go? <laughs> anyway, great performer, great artist. Um, I do have a personal vendetta that like pruning has gone to in a direction where uh, there is absolutely no, um, there, there's no rule on how much emotion you have to invoke from it in order for it to still be a crooning song. And that makes me a little sad. That is my soapbox. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't, I've, I, I, it's not flogging Molly or Dropkick Murphy's, it's, it's somebody else. Uh, did a song about um, like different ways to die and stuff like that. Yeah. And at the very end of the song, they 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 said something about um, uh, make sure that this one person goes goes with them. The uh, entire river dance dude. It's like Michael Flatley. Okay. It's like just as long as Ma- Michael Flatley dies, and it's like the last part of the song. It's just—it's absolutely hysterical. So one of these days, when you're when you're out writing a song, you should probably write like a—I'm not going to say like a fuck you to him because it's kind of a dick thing to do, but a like an anti-love song <laughs> to Michael Bublé. Okay. Like, call, and call it "Don't Bust My Bublé." <laughs> That hurts. I love it. <laughs> just, just stupid thing to do. They don't don't put it on an album or anything. It's just simply for shows. And then if <laughs> then like if people people love it as shows type thing, you can you can add, add it on as like a, a bonus thing later. And just you never know. It might be one of your like breakout hits that people just like. You, they may have you may have people out there who absolutely hates this guy too. And. I, I just think it'd be funny. I really, I, I would a thousand percent listen to that. I really <laughs> would just for. I mean, I don't have anything against the guy. I never have. I, I've, I like his voice too, and that's where I, I tried to end as far as music goes as the entire, the the person's voice. But that's me. Anyway, the final question on this one is: Where can people find you? 
well, you can find me uh, at the Don't Call Me Lady band page. It's uh, Don't Call Me Lady on Facebook. Don't Call Me Lady Music on Instagram. Uh, also, Don't Call Me Lady Music on TikTok. Um, if you want to look us up, we've got a lot of uh, content there. But uh, as far as January goes, we will be uh, releasing our new single, Stained Glass, on Spotify. So please look for that. Don't Call Me Lady Stained Glass. Um, there will be a Christmas special airing soon uh, on YouTube, and it's going to be the local local getting together for an uh, old-fashioned Christmas variety show. So if you'd like to find us there, the page is Don't Call Me Lady on YouTube as well. And I am your host, Freddie Fisher, uh, on this show. You can check me out at that on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Check out Bracketology. We have uh, two polls going up every single day. Currently, it is a search for Santa Bracket, first round, and ending tomorrow as we record. So it's not really going to have any value for this particular episode. But uh, we're doing the winners of the TV pets, and right after that is going to be the round one of the Tom Hanks bracket that we just did for Thanksgiving on uh, Bracket Bastards. And go make sure to check check out that show and this lovely person and her partner uh, Andy who we talked about multiple times on Bracket Bastards multiple shows in the past hopefully multiple shows in the future on Twitter I'm at Fisher777 we're all at BracketPod and um, I refuse to call it X I just do on Instagram can't lick me not one word Uh, there is something that I usually say at the end of the show but since we have not done this in a considerably long time, I've completely forgotten what the fuck I'm supposed to say. Love but it. But just go out and be a better human. Be kind. Whatever, whatever human you were yesterday, be a better human than you were yesterday. That is, That should be your goal. should be your daily goal in life is to be a better human. If you don't make that goal, you don't make that goal. But at least, at least try to improve your humanness every single day. That is my task for you guys. Until then, 